Welcome to That's Joy, the podcast. I'm your host, Cece Calbanero, and I'll be sharing stories of miracles, God moments, and unpacking the truth behind what joy truly means. My friend, when God gives you a direct call on your life, be sure to answer it. Here's to answering my call together. Hello, hello, and welcome back to That Show, the podcast, y'all. I'm very excited. We have a guest in the house on today's episode, but before we dive in, you know we love kicking off every episode with a little joyful noise. Joyful noise is our version of good news, and this week, honestly, it's pretty simple, but it's something that we need to... I don't know, spark more of. If you're a barista out there, maybe you can do more of this. Or if you're someone in a drive-thru line, you could pay it forward for the person behind you. But in the past week or so, um, I went to my favorite barista parlor in the W in downtown Nashville, and they gave me my drink for free. And I was so grateful because I'm like, there's something about just receiving a free coffee that just hits different where you're like, I know it's not a million dollars. I know it's not even a hundred, but there's something for someone going the extra mile. Um, and having that just be free. And I'm like, I know it sounds so little, but it's something that I want to incorporate into Joyful Noise because it reminded me of the amount of times that I've been a recipient of free coffee in a Starbucks drive through line. Growing up, um, there was a Starbucks when I went to high school that became open in my hometown. And I can't tell you the amount of times that I received a free Starbucks from the person in front of me. So anyhow, all that to say, um, that is some joyful noise for y'all. But today on this episode, I am having a sweet friend of mine join us, someone who is near and dear to my heart. Her name is Jamie Harmon, and she doesn't have any social channels that are massive by any means, but she takes up masses in my heart because of the friend that she is and who she is in my life. And it feels like such a gift and honor to be able to share her with y'all. She is a former teacher. She's in the corporate world now. And I just know that our conversation is going to bless y'all. Um, it's a heavier conversation. And I just want to preface the entire combo with saying that we're no professionals. We are no um we're not a counselor. We don't have a psychology degree or anything like that. Everything that we are speaking on when it comes to grief and healing comes from a place of just personal experiences um, and hoping that from friend to friend, we're able to just open up a conversation to hopefully help you and to just be an encouraging word for you to lean into God's grace and his love and his peace that surpasses all understanding. And um, I know that Jamie's personal life and testimony will just reshape the way that you see heaven and hopefully paint a heaven ever after picture in your own life. So without further ado, introducing one of my very best friends, Jamie, with y'all. You guys, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, I have a bestie here on the pod and more than anything, it doesn't feel like interview. I mean, it kind of does because we're in the studio. There's this official equipment in front of us. We paid zero dollars for shout out Russell, Um, but it feels like I get to invite all of my That's Joy friends into what it would look like to sit in a car with me and Jamie. So just praying that our conversation would feel like that. Um, Jamie, welcome to That's Joy. 
Thank you so much. I'm so excited. It's wild because this, well, a little bit more than this time last year, but around about a year ago, we were running on the corner of this street and I I was like, Jamie, can you hold this sign for me? Yeah. The beginning of that story. Literally. And now here we are. You're sitting here. Will you tell the people if they don't know who Jamie is yet, (laughs) who is Jamie and when and how did she find God? Ooh, yes. So my name is Jamie Harmon. I was born and raised in the Chicago suburbs, Um, lived there my whole life, and then I got the chance to move to Texas, which was always my dream, as you know. Um, And so I lived there for about seven years. I lived in San Antonio and I lived in Austin, which is where I met Cece. And, um, now I've been in Nashville for almost two years and, um, I was an elementary school teacher when I lived in Texas and now I work remotely. Um, and we love that. And (laughs) yeah, we do. Yeah. And now mainly I do because (laughs) we get to co-work and yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It's been such a blessing. Um, but yeah, now I'm in Nashville and now I'm here. Here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us your coming to God moment. What did that look like for Jamie girl? (laughs) So I was born and raised, um, a Christian, um, just grew up in that, that life. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, but I think a lot of people can relate to, to my story in that I grew up, um, it was mostly like Christianity as a religion and not a relationship with Jesus. And so, always believed, um, I love how I grew up with Jesus and knowing he was a friend and knowing, um, that I could pray to him. My mom would pray with me every night. Um, so just having that instilled in me at a young age was so special and so sweet. Um, but you know, grew up, went to high school, college, um, did the whole sorority thing and still believed and still had a relationship with God. But it wasn't until I moved to San Antonio, Texas, um, where I met other Christians. And I remember my coworkers, they'd have like the Bible verse on the tumblers. And uh, I was just like that, <laughs> like the tumbler. Yeah. Most yes. girlies listening don't yeah. even know what that is. <laughs> like a cup. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so I just was like, oh my gosh, other Christians, like this is great because I really didn't have a lot of Christian friends growing up. And that was very lonely um, to just, you know, be a Christian and not really have Christian friends. So I moved to San Antonio that grew my faith a little bit. And then I moved to Austin and that grew my faith even more. Um, and that's where I met Cece and, um, just found an incredible church. Um, and that, that really drilled in me the importance of relationship over religion. That's where like a huge shift happened for me, Mm, um, in my faith in my walk with the Lord. And then I would say it's so cool how the Lord uses like physical places, like where I've actually moved, um, to grow my faith. So like San Antonio was one, then I moved to Austin and he grew my faith so much through that season. And then I moved to Nashville and it grew even more. And I'd say it's because of the people here Mm. in the community, because, um, I met the people here and they're like, no, we're all in for Jesus. Like, yeah. We are walking with him. We are, you know, it's not one foot in the world. It's not one foot in Christianity. Like we are all in for the Lord. And so meeting people like that here, that was a game changer for me. And um, just having people here who like pray over you and hold you accountable and ask you those hard questions and like genuinely care. And so that has just been a game changer for me and my faith. 
That's so good. I love this so much. There's so much happening. My mind's racing because <laughs> I want to share so much. And I'm like, <gasps> only one episode. This doesn't have to be the only episode. But um, thinking back to our time in Austin and who we even mm, were in yeah. 2019. I know. And then who we are today. That's not that long. But my yeah. goodness, has the Lord so much. done so much yeah. in both of our hearts. Yeah. Because yeah. I love that you said the sorority stuff too. Like mm-hmm. we were both a part of that life. Yeah. Like believing but truly lukewarm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? exactly. And I think a lot of people will resonate with that religion over relationship thing. Because yeah. I, I, yes, that's what we've bonded over right. too. Like growing up right. Catholic, that same mm-hmm. thing of like, I believe in you, God, but like, yeah. I don't know what it looks like to be sold out for you. Right. And exactly. it wasn't until like Nashville where we both mm-hmm. had that moment, yeah. which is just really cool. And I think there's something to say too about the surrounding yourself with friends, but I don't want to mm-hmm. go too deep there because yeah. then we'll, that's, that's a <laughs> that's whole a episode. Whole <laughs> I know. I'm like, I was thinking we need to have a me, you Ash moment yes. on here oh my gosh. and talk about friendships yeah. because yeah. Oh, it's, it's vital. Yeah, it is. Um, I can't believe that it's almost been five years, which is nuts. I know. I'm like, wait, what? It's like more than a call, like a collegiate time together, you know? Um, it's crazy to think that that much time has passed. And I, what I love so much about Jamie for those of y'all who are listening is that she's been that friend in my corner who I can literally tell anything to. Like I'm talking the embarrassing stuff (laughs) where you're like, all right, you'll tell some friends some things and you'll tell Mm. other friends like literally more than you're comfortable (laughs) with, but you're going to say it anyways. And you've been that friend for me. And some of my favorite combos with us is just we always go to the like so many different Nashville hangouts and even in Austin we would do so many social things with bigger groups but we'd always ride together or Mm -hmm. something and so it was so sweet at the end of every night we'd have like our recap moments of like our favorite parts of the night and just different things that were are weighing in Mm -hmm. our hearts and um some of my favorite conversations have been those recap post-event moments with you. And it's interesting because as I was looking at what to talk about on this episode, I realized that so many of those conversations that took place in the car always led to a heaven ever after Mm -hmm. perspective conversation of some sort. And what do I mean by that? Our friend Taylor, I think, shared this thought with us for the very first time, which is this like, quote unquote, heaven ever after. Um, And basically what that means is what does it look like to have a heaven perspective? Meaning that we're not looking at a world deadline, but we're looking at, okay, what's the ultimate goal here in this life? And Mm -hmm. what are we doing here? And you draw me back to that conversation more Mm. times than I can count. And so I I just want to have this conversation with you because so much of Jamie's story, y'all, is really... I don't know. I just think that the way that the Lord has written your story almost paints and holds space for individuals to make it more okay to Mm -hmm. talk about death, to make it more okay to talk about grief Mm -hmm. and to make it more okay to look forward to heaven. Yeah. We don't talk about that Mm -hmm. enough. So Jamie, I'd love to know with you, like, will you share with us where this heaven ever after perspective began for you and how you so boldly lean into it despite life circumstances Mm -hmm. of what's going on? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, I would say it started fairly young for me. So I remember um, we had a substitute teacher in seventh grade 
and her name was Roya. And she was beautiful and um, gentle and kind. And we just loved having her as a substitute teacher. And um, it was November 2004. And um, I remember she tragically died and suddenly died. And I remember going home and, and talking to my dad about it and saying, Dad, this is so sad. This is so heartbreaking. This was the first time I really um, knew someone who had, who had died and um, was just trying to process it with him. And, you know, as a 12-year-old, just trying to wrap my head around death and, and heaven and all the things. And I remember, um, based on her obituary, she was a believer. And so my dad leaned into that and was like, you know, she, she's in heaven and, and talked about eternity. And, um, so I'll never forget that moment because two months later, so it was November, 2004 when Roya passed. And then January, 2005, when my dad was killed in a car accident. And, um, that obviously, rocked our world. Um, our lives changed from that moment on forever. And it hasn't been the same since. And it was such a, a big loss in my life and in my family's life. So I feel like I've always had this perspective of like, life is so short, Mm -hmm. and it it can be gone in a blink of an eye. And um, so I've always had that thought. But it wasn't until I'd say recently that it, it has shifted to what you're talking about with Taylor and that like heaven ever after and, um, Taylor talks about the book of Ecclesiastes a lot and, and how it's about life is meaningless and it's temporary and um, not saying meaningless as in like there's no purpose to it because there is and we all have purpose here, but meaning like the good and the bad is all meaningless. It's like it's all temporary. Yeah. And so like the bad as in like the stresses of everyday life, the pain that we're experiencing on earth, the suffering, the struggling, it's all temporary. Mm. And like also the good, right? Like your wealth, success, pleasure, it's all temporary. That's good. Yeah. And so it's just that perspective of heaven and eternity and keeping that perspective because, um, it used to be, you know, for many years, it was a very dark time in our lives, um, in my family's life for a very, I mean, years, like I'd say like seven to 10 years, um, where it was just very dark and very depressing. Um, and as a 12 year old, I, you know, I didn't know how to get myself out of that. I didn't know the Lord's character as well at that point. Mm. Um, but growing up and, and today I can say that I have that eternal perspective because I know the Lord's heart. I know his character. I know his promises. And I know that the hope that we have in Jesus, um, and eternity and, and just how special that is to hope for that and to cling to that. Um, and just know that's what's to come. And so it just, if you haven't read the, read the book of Ecclesiastes, I highly recommend it because it just puts everything into perspective of, of this life and, um, how it is all fleeting. Yeah. And, um, so I think, yeah, that's how it, it started for me. Yeah. Um, and I've just been able to hold on to that. And I will say too, I remember, um, thinking this multiple times throughout my like journey with grief and just thinking like, man, I literally don't know what I would have done without, without God. And Mm. I've, I've seen the comfort that he gave my family. Like, even though it was such a tragic thing, um, like Romans 8, 28, he did make it good in so many different ways, like financially with my, with my family and like with my mom, not having to go to work and, um, just so many different ways he has showed up and given us peace when it doesn't make sense. Um, and so there are so many times CC where I've thought, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have the Lord. And I'm yeah. just so grateful for that relationship that was instilled in a very young age. 
for me to always have, um, God to cry out to and to depend on. And, um, so I just wanted to add that because it's, it's been so sweet to have him walk through grief with. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you so much for sharing that. Cause I know that you haven't shared this story anywhere, like publicly. Mm -mm. Wow. That's joy. (laughs) heard it here first and we're grateful like so Mm. grateful that you're being vulnerable and sharing it because I know that I know there's somebody listening Mm. if it's just one who has lost a parent who Mm -hmm. has lost a child who has lost an uncle a grandparent whatever it might be whether that has happened or it will happen because everything like you just said is temporary here this is going to serve someone and um man, I'm just so grateful that you're opening up and sharing something that was probably the hardest mm-hmm. thing that's ever happened to you. Yeah. I would love for you to touch on to um, what Ash shared with you, mm. because I think yeah. that that's going to speak to someone who's listening right now. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, it, it's crazy that no one has told me this until, what was that last year? Yeah. Yeah. And so this really changed my perspective. Um, so after my dad died, like I said, I was 12, um, and I, I didn't understand a lot. Like there was a lot, I just didn't understand about God. I didn't understand about life. Um, but I would say that this perspective changed everything for me because, um, I had, we have a friend, Ashley, and she looked at me straight in the eyes and she said, Jamie, God was weeping with you when your dad died. He hates that this happened to you. And man, that just changed my whole view on God because I would always think, man, God is so good, but, Mm. but my dad died or God is so good, but, and then fill in the blanks because I don't want to say like there, there's no bad in God. So I think I needed that reminder for Ashley to say, God is good. He is only good. He is only light. He is only love Mm. and he cares for you and he weeps with you, um, that was really powerful for me because um, it just changed my perspective on God's character and reminded me that he is only good and um, that he, he, he's there for me always. Yeah, no, that's really good. And I remember that moment. It was at like a Holy Spirit night and y'all know Ashley. She's on the podcast, Ashley Hetherington, one of the very first episodes. Um, follow her on social too, because she has such incredible wisdom, but yeah, I remember that shift in that mm-hmm. moment for you. And like I call these moments in life, um, that was absolutely a bookmark moment in mm-hmm. our friendship yeah. where I just even saw a shift within you and mm-hmm. just how much more like illumination took place that was like this glow from like the inside out started to occur because there was that awakening and knowing that like, man, I fully believe to my core of cores that right. God is good. Yes. God is good. And that is just everything. Um, There's so many like golden nugget moments too that Jamie has shared with me over the years. And I tried to think about a bunch of them and I was like, oh my gosh, we'll be here all day um, (laughs) if I start spitting them off. But what I love so much about the friend that you are, not just to me, but to everybody that I see friends 
you friends with, Mm -hmm. you are just like a safe haven and uh, a true well of wisdom. Like Mm -hmm. you don't care about platform (laughs) or building a social media. Mm -hmm. Y'all, she's not even on Instagram. (laughs) Like she's literally (laughs) deleted her Instagram app. So for anyone that says it's impossible, it's not, she's doing (laughs) it. Um, And I respect it so much because you're able to block out Mm -hmm. some noise, you know, and live a touch more undistracted Mm -hmm. and unbothered. And I... Um, yeah, you just have so much wisdom and mm-hmm. it's harbored not for a platform, mm-hmm. but just because the Lord's teaching you things and mm-hmm. now you're blessing your closest people with it. Okay. I'm happy to be a recipient of one of those people as one of those mm-hmm. people. Um, but one of the things that you share that also stuck is I feel like whenever we have these heaven ever after conversations, I learned something new about the time that took place with your dad And a more recent time you shared about your friend who was only 12 years old who just held you. Mm -hmm. Will you talk about that story with us? Yes. Yeah. And I, if there's one thing I could shout from the rooftops, it would be this. And it's, it has to do with showing up for your people. Um, So the day my dad died, we went back to our house. um, And I'd say, I mean, honestly, I don't even know how many people came over, but I'd say like 50 to a hundred people just came over to, um, send their condolences, but also like pray with us. And, um, so many people were just, uh, taking action. So like people would call, um, others to let them know that he had passed people, um, ordered food for us. They found pictures for the funeral. Um, so we didn't have to do that and we could just grieve. Mm. And so the way people showed up for us without even asking us, like, is this okay? Can we do this? Like they just did it. Um, and they let us grieve. And so, so grateful for that, looking back on that moment. Um, but for me personally, I remember, um, I was in my living room and I was on the ground and I was just crying. Um, and a friend of mine sat on the floor with me and just held me while I cried. And it sounds so simple, right? But it's just the amount that it helped me is unreal. Like Mm. it brought so much comfort. Um, it didn't heal my grief, right? Like I I still had to grieve for many, many years, but the fact that she was like Jesus in that moment and just comforting me, um, she didn't have to say anything. And that reminds me, Cece, of our conversation about Job and how, um, like with, uh, Job and all that he went through, um, it says Job, uh, Two verse 13 it says um, then they sat on the ground with him for seven days and seven nights no one said a word to him because they saw how great his suffering was so that just reiterates again like just being there for your people showing up for them um, and Cece and I talk about this a lot too like if you have that thought to do something kind for someone else just do it come on yeah don't Freaking you know because <laughs> so many people think it and yes. they don't follow through with it And I think in society today, like it's so centered on like boundaries and, oh, I, you know, I don't want to intrude and I don't want to overstep. And it's like, no, like we need more of how my mom's like friends showed up for her in that moment. Come on, Uh, That's what we need more of. And so it's so cool that I got to witness that at 12 years old. And, um, that's how I like to show up for my friends. And so I encourage so many people to just, to just do it and, um, just, you know, be the hands and feet of Jesus in that moment. Like that's what we're called to do. Yeah. Gosh, that's so good. And I wanted her to share that too, y'all, because I just think it reminds me so much of what a 
childlike faith mm-hmm. is supposed to be, right? Like those initial reflexes in the way the Lord has designed us. Like he made us perfect in his image, right? And so I think about 12-year-old Jamie and 12-year-old friend mm-hmm. and the friend, she didn't know what to say, I'm sure. You're 12 years old mm-hmm. and your your friend has lost their father, right. but she just held mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And it was almost like a reflex for her. Mm-hmm. Like think about if your knee gets hit, your, your <laughs> foot goes up. You know, like that same exact thing happened, but her reflex was to hug you mm-hmm. and to hold you. Mm-hmm. And there's something to say about that. Like as adults and as people, as we grow and have jobs and pursue life like we allow the world to chip away Mm -hmm. at the reflexes the natural reflexes that the lord has designed us to to do and we let the world chip away at our hearts we let the world chip away at our hands and then Mm -hmm. we end up showing up in ways that aren't so much like jesus because we let the world carve out what that looks like. Right. And what you were saying was just so spot on. The the aspect of we live in a world where boundaries is a freaking mm. trending word. Yeah. And it's like, yes, have certain boundaries yeah. and certain things. But in the same breath, yeah. what Jamie is saying is like, if you are thinking a good thing, <laughs> friends, like it's a good thing. Yeah. Like you want to just Venmo your friend five bucks right. just because. Yeah. Just do it. <laughs> just freaking do it. If you want to pick up your friend from the airport instead of having them Uber, you do that all the freaking time. Like, just do it. You know, Jenny Allen has a book, Find Your Mm -hmm. People, where she talks more about that. And I think it's so true. Like, we've got to redefine what it looks like to be in community, to show up for your friends, to show up for the people that you love, just like your friend so beautifully displayed at 12 years old. Yeah. That's so good. It reminds me also of the psalm too. Like I love that you shared the one from the book of Job. Um, But also I came across this one. It's Psalm 56, 8. And it says, you keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You've recorded each one in your book. And you remind me often um, how much it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. And I am someone who is an Enneagram seven, um, (laughs) who loves to keep things optimistic, Mm -hmm. light and bright. Um, but that's not to say that I don't have bad days, hard days or days where I just don't, I'm not okay. Right. And I don't allow myself enough permission to go there. Um, but it's through the people around me, friends like Jamie, who Mm -hmm. remind me, Hey, you got to cry, just freaking cry, (laughs) you know? And I love this scripture so much because sometimes when we're crying, I I know I could speak for myself here. When I'm crying, I'm like, God, do you hear me? Like, God, do you know how my heart feels right now? And it feels like he can be so far away in those moments of heartache. But really this scripture points to how much he's actually Mm -hmm. so close. Like if he's collecting our tears Mm -hmm. in a bottle, then like he's got to be really close to catch those tears, you know? And it is that reminder of like, man, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yep. And with that being said too, how much you talk about 
it's okay not being okay Mm -hmm. is your ability to just create space for peace. Um, We also don't do that enough. I think Mm -hmm. the being okay with not being okay goes hand in hand with having peace Mm -hmm. because it's peace no matter what's happening around us. Trent Shelton always talks about that so much. Like, what does it look like to protect your Mm -hmm. peace? And I think you do a phenomenal job at this. Of course, nobody's perfect. Maybe don't have it down perfectly. But my goodness, of the people that I look at in my life and in my immediate circle, you do a phenomenal job at protecting your Mm. peace. I just get curious, what advice would you give to somebody who's listening right now who wants to lean more into that? Yeah, I love that. So I think going off of what you were saying about Enneagram 7 and optimism, um, I think also what I've noticed in the culture today is like staying busy Mm. to distract your brain and distract your mind and not go like not wanting to sit in the sadness which I mean I don't blame anyone because who wants to do that but I think for me like I can't relate to that because I do sit in my sadness a lot and I think it's because when I was younger when I was 12 13 14 15 I was grieving the loss of my dad like I would sit in my bedroom and, and I would sit with that pain. Um, and so I am just used to doing that. And so I think like Cece was saying, just knowing it is okay to not be okay. It's okay to let your people know that you're not okay. And I think also like I'm all about integrity and I'm all about, um, you know, doing what you said you were going to do and following through, you know, if you say yes to plans, you commit to them, But there are times because life is hard where you just need a beat. And I think um, for me, how I protect my peace is taking that beat when I need to take it. And Mm. um, I think the number one thing I would say, though, is if you're going to do that is to communicate that to your people and um, just say, you know, I I love you. I need a a minute. I'm just going to you know, you could tell them you're struggling, like whatever it is, um, just communicate that to them. And if they're the real ones, they're going to stick with you no matter what. And I've noticed that in my life, like my friends have given me so much grace and they haven't gone anywhere. Like if there's some days where I'm like, I, you know, I don't feel like hanging out, like they're still there. Um, and I'm so grateful for them and to have friends like that in my life because I literally don't know what I would do without you guys. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm so grateful for that, but I think it's just having people who understand makes all the difference as well. And, um, who are just there to support you and love you and pray for you. And, um, so yeah, I think just knowing it's okay to take that, that time, um, to yourself and, and it isn't as scary as you think to sit in your thoughts and in your pain and, um, spend time with the Lord. And that's what I do. You know, I just, I pray to him and I call out to him and I cry out to him and, um, I read the Bible and, um, yeah, I highly recommend because it's very healing. It's very healing. So that's so good. I love that you gave the practical because I was just about to ask that. Well, in the moments where you are sitting there yeah. in the sadness, mm-hmm. like, what do you do? And right. it's that you yeah. cry upon the Lord. Yeah. Worship music. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Sometimes I can't even read anything. Right. I just right. literally lay on the couch, yeah. put my head back yep. and blast worship music. Yep. Exactly. Because I'd rather have those words fill me yes. than anything else. Yep. And you do so much of what you're saying, too. And so I think that there's something to say about that, like in the seasons, because friendships, the the greatest friendships are for the long haul, right? Mm. Like the those seasons, no matter yes. if it's high or if mm-hmm. it's low, you're going to be there kind yep. of thing. And so we've 
almost five years, you would know that yeah. there's been highs and there's <laughs> been lows, you know, yep. for the both of us. Yep. And so yeah. I think it's so powerful that you said to communicate mm-hmm. because there is strength and power yeah. in our transparency. Yes. Like when we are just saying, hey, yep. I'm, I'm going through it right now. Right. Right. And I'm going to need your grace. Yeah. Will you extend your yeah. grace if I say yes and I can't show up? Right. Or if I want to just get ice cream, like I, yeah. re- and when I, if I need you, like I really need you right, right. now. And right. if I need a beat, I really need the beat right, right now. Exactly. And that's just where you're at, yes. you know, yes. and you have done that. And mm-hmm. so I think that's another thing that people don't talk about often with friendships is like, man, you are doing life with these people. Like in the same way that you are in an intimate relationship, if you Mm -hmm. have a boyfriend, if you have a husband, a wife or a girlfriend, like you are doing life with your closest friends too. Mm -hmm. I talk about this on the friends episode. Um, But man, those five closest people that you are deciding to run with in this life, who you spend the most time with, you're going to be a product of them. Mm -hmm. And so if you are not giving them the permission to be vulnerable with you and vice versa then it's just like what are we doing right you know we have to be able to hold that space for each other yes that's so good jamie come on and it ties back to like what you just said like the 12 year old who just just being just showing up Mm. we need each other we need people Yes. And that's, oh, sorry. One more (laughs) thing. That's what I'm even thinking about is that 12 year old friend, man, there are sometimes even at the ages that we are now late twenties, early thirties, where there are moments where it's like, Hey, I don't even need you to say anything at all. Will you just sit here with me? I just need like a body here with me. And that is okay too. Like Mm -hmm. raise your hand to say exactly what you need. And your closest people will understand that. And by the way, if you're listening and I'm just feeling it for a person who's listening who may not even have that circle Mm -hmm. yet, I would begin to pray for them and then to show up. Yes. As the person mm-hmm. that you are praying for, for the people that the Lord has already placed in front of you. So good. And that is something too, because mm-hmm. we didn't have the no. depth no. of community right. that we have today. Right. Right. Like what did that look like for you in Austin versus yeah. does here with that? Well, when you said pray for your friend, like pray for those friends. I remember us in our virtual Bible study because we weren't living in the same city. Yeah, yeah. And I just remember circling and circling and praying over and praying over and praying over a community of Christian friends. And so, yeah, I didn't, like, I don't feel like I had that mm-hmm. in Austin. And then I moved to Nashville and it's like answered prayer. Come yeah. on. So just having that hope and keep praying for it and um, know that it will come because yeah. it is such a blessing. So good. Yeah. By the way, y'all, if you listen to the previous episode, I talked about draw the circle. Jamie is who I did it oh with. My so come on. I love that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but it's true. Literally write it down. Yep. Draw circles around yeah. the things you're praying for yeah. and watch them come into yes. fruition, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I good. love that. So cool. All right, Jamie, there's a question that I ask every single guest on the show, and I am so eager to know <laughs> what your answer is, but what does joy mean to you? Oh, man. I love this question, Cece, because I feel like we have talked about this a lot. Yeah, we have. Because yeah, you are joy, and this is your podcast, and so it's exciting to be able to share um, what I think joy is. So I would say for me, and I actually had this epiphany um, on a walk in Nashville on a dreary, cold, rainy day. And I was like, man, I think of happiness. 
think of what makes me happy, what makes Jamie happy. And I think of, uh, well, I should say summer Jamie, what makes summer <laughs> Jamie happy? Um, the sun, warm weather, summer days, like the perfect 75 degree day in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and when it's rainy and cloudy and cold, it's like you remember that happiness is circumstantial, right? And it's also temporary. So then I was thinking, okay, joy is a lasting emotion. Like it, it's not temporary. It, you have it all the time. Yeah. And so I'm like, what brings me joy? If, if we talked about Ecclesiastes, we talked about Hevel, we talked about life is meaningless. We talked about how everything's temporary. It's like, what on earth brings us the most joy? And for me, it is the hope that we have in Jesus Christ yeah. and what he did on the cross and eternity. So it goes back to our entire conversation. It, so good. It's, that is joy to me. That's it's just good. knowing that we have that to look forward to and it's going to be better than we can ever imagine. And, um, you know, I just look around national. I look at all my friends and like, we get to be in heaven together. Like we like this, <laughs> so you know, true. Like, how cool is that? Yeah. And we get to spend eternity with Jesus and just thinking about how much he loves us and his unconditional love. Like that brings me joy. His promises, um, that are to come like that brings me joy. So it's just going back to, you know, the things of life, they bring happiness. They're circumstantial, right? Like one day I'll wake up. If it's warm and sunny, I might be happy. Mm. The next day it's cold and rainy. I might not be so happy. But like that everlasting joy that just is is instilled in us as believers, that's what keeps us joyful. That is so good, Jamie. And I'm even thinking too, man, that's it. Mm. Like if we can all just grasp that, yeah, it would make our time here. Yes just that much more impactful yes. because we all, and I heard this quote somewhere and it, I'll never forget it, but when we know Jesus Christ as our Lord and yeah. Savior, we are all running to the same place. Yes, Some people just get there a little bit sooner than right. us. Wow. But we're running That's there. So and that brought me so much peace when mm. I lost my grandma and thought yeah. about that because I'm like, I can't wait to mm -hmm. see her someday. Yes. And like there yeah. will be a day where we are reunited mm -hmm. with the ones that we love yes. and the ones that will come after us. Yes. But the after us part is the work. Mm -hmm. That's the work we got to yes. do. And it's yes. vessels like you opening up and sharing your mm -hmm. story. You saying yes to those little acts of kindness that mm -hmm. are the good things and taking action on them. Mm -hmm. Like all of that adds up. Yeah. So that hopefully, prayerfully, yes. we will get to heaven and it will be crowded. Yes. And that's Amen. so good, Jamie. Amen. Come on. <laughs> okay, this question of how can we show up for you is a little bit unique, yeah. but like yeah. tell us. No, you I know? love that. As Cece said, I am off social media. I 10 out of 10 recommend. <laughs> um, it's so nice. But then you have people like Cece who are impacting the world. And so it can be used for good. Just for me right now, I need a, a hot minute. I need a break <laughs> from it. But, yeah. Um, I would say thank you for asking that. And I think just prayer. Like mm -hmm. I, I would use, if you're listening to this, um, if you could pray for my family, pray for me. Um, I, I mean, I'll never say no to prayer. Like yeah. prayer is so powerful. So it's good. Yeah. We also don't say that enough either. <laughs> Just asking permission yeah. and having that be yeah. something of how can we show up for you? So we will be praying for you, Jamie you. and your family and your sister and your mama, all the peeps. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here, Jamie. Thank you for having me. Love you so much. Love you. <laughs>
You guys, was that episode not fire? I just love Jamie so much and I'm so grateful that I got to share her with you guys. So thank you for plugging in, listening to the end and also um, praying for her and her family too. I'm so grateful that she shared all the wisdom that she did. I mean, even speaking on her answer to the joy, what does joy mean to you? I mean, come on, if joy isn't that, then my goodness, what are we doing here, right? Anyhow, if there's a part that really spoke to you, I'd love to know what that part is. Shoot me a text to 615-813-4813. And if you haven't yet followed me or um, on social, you can follow me at C-C-A-L-B-O-N-E-R-O on instant TikTok, and you can follow that Joy the Podcast too. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review for That's Joy. It's the biggest way you can give a virtual hug. And if you haven't already, I will never leave an episode without saying if you have the smallest desire to meet the creator of the universe, or if you've already been saved but you aren't really free, I want to invite you to sit at the table of plenty with me and so many others. I'm telling you, there's an abundance here. There is overflow here and there's so much joy to be had here. God is for you. All you have to do is invite him into your heart right now. He's waiting for you. He wants to meet with you. And friend, I'm so proud of you. Shoot me a text with the number in the show notes so I could be praying for you. I love you. God loves you. And until next time, chat with y'all next time. Thank you for being here.